Welcome to Hometown Glory, your Spurs and Culture podcast. I'm Rosa, and with me to give our fervent thanks for the upcoming international break are Sam and Tom. There definitely, probably have been worse weeks to be coy, but this one should also go in the Misery Hall of Fame. The debacle against Chelsea, followed by confirmation that Mickey van der Ven and James Madison are out till January, followed by Richarlison announcing he was having surgery, which he's now had, uh, followed by a galling last-minute defeat at Wolves. If anyone needs to have a lie-down, do it now. As usual, we'll try to find the bright spots amidst the gloom, update you on the latest slightly irritating Spurs women draw, and of course, we'll have our culture picks. Let's begin. Sam... You made the journey to Molyneux. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to relive it here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the uh, condolences. I did apologise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need I need apologies from more directions and angles, I think. Um, it was a tough day. It was a really tough day. And um, I don't know, there was, there was a bit of fun to be had. I was with a really good group of guys. Um, but yeah, it was a, a really sort of, yeah kick in the heart i'd say um mm-hmm. finish to it all um because it was looking you know like like it was going to be one for the ages really like to to snatch a one nil there um given the circumstances the week obviously the chelsea result injuries suspensions just felt like it would have been um such a perfect uh fitting and um kind of felt like we we deserved a little bit of luck like that after that shit show of a week i think Uh, so yeah what was the what were the vibes in the away end actually did you feel like people were feeling like because even though we you know we we got quite into it last week didn't we and about how we felt like this was angie's club and we all believed and we believed possibly like more strongly than we had before kind of in spite of almost because of that defeat so did that vibe sort of carry on or were people a bit more because we'd had quite because the week had then kind of got progressively worse really with the sort of bad injury news yeah I think that there wasn't any ill feeling I think it had a bit of a combo of a few things right so like the I've never known us to be great at getting up for a uh, a 12 30 kickoff for starters mm-hmm. and then to have to sort of go halfway up the country to um everyone was up super early and then get up for that and then suspensions injuries I think it was like a little bit less inspiring that it potentially could have been had we had a full fully fit side um but that being said i think like yeah we i think the noise was really good for the especially after like the goal um but then yeah the nerves started to creep in it started to get very very tense towards yeah the second half and, on, and onwards um but yeah it was it was tough you could tell that there was like a little bit of that confidence that had been sucked out of the um out of the atmosphere yeah, we've just been really punctured, haven't we? Did, was there a, was there a point during the game where you thought, "Oh God, I don't think this is going to happen," or I could see this slipping away? Or yeah, I th- like it. It started to creep in. I'm not too. I'm not too sure. I haven't like watched any of the game back. Um, God no. Yeah, and, and I never will. I'll never see anything from that game again. Um, the 
it just started to feel like proper Conte PTSD um, where, you know, we weren't holding onto the ball and, you know, a lot of it, all of that play starts from the back um, at the moment, unless we win the ball from a press high up the park. But when, when we had the ball at the back and it was either with Dyer or Davis and the ball was moving at a crawling speed, and that's where I, I was like, this is not good. This is really not good. This is not Ange ball at all. Um, and they had no options to play to. And it just felt like that that old frustration from the stands that we'd be watching Conte's teams and it would, it would, no one would be moving and it would all just be... Just the lack of movement. Yeah, no one... Oh, God. Tom, at what point did you suddenly realise we'd gone back to last season? I mean, the whole thing was pretty ugly, wasn't it? And it wasn't it wasn't helped by Wolves. I think it's worth saying they have been playing fairly well recently. I think Gary O'Neill's a good manager. He's got them playing quite well. And a and decent dude, I think, as well. He came across, I saw him on um, some TV coverage recently. Was it on Monday Night Football? Uh, yeah. With um, Carragher. And he came across as a very good bloke, I have to say. That being said, Wolves were so dirty, like unbelievably dirty. <laughs> yeah. So those are the sort of um, circumstances that we found ourselves in. Um, but yeah, without our centre-backs and our playmaker, um, it's fairly impossible to play Ange Ball, or at least it was on, on Saturday. Um and it was hard not to feel fairly furious with Romero and Adogi, especially during that game, to be honest, because um, even without Madison and Van der Ven, um, we, yeah, we could, it would have been quite different with them in the side, obviously. So, yeah, we were screwed, screwed by injuries. But yeah, those two suspensions were pretty infuriating whilst watching, watching the Wolves game. I mean, maybe they were just not a. Maybe they were sort of the the ideal kind of terrible opponents player that at this time in a way because he is a very clever manager and he's always talked about how he's kind of he's a very decent guy, very decent clever guy, but he is kind of the opposite to Ange in a way, isn't he? Where he says actually we don't we don't have like a set way we play, we like adapt to the opposition. So because watching it, I remember thinking, I don't really know why they're fouling us so much. This seems unnecessary. They're giving away loads of fouls. But actually it like completely disrupted us, right? So even we weren't doing well anyway, keeping the ball or stringing together passes, but it made it even more difficult. So Maybe another team wouldn't have done that so effectively. But yeah, he really, he really preyed on all of our weaknesses, basically. Yeah. He seems a very pragmatic guy. Um, and also just at the end there, we played into their hands, didn't we? We just we couldn't keep the ball. We were letting them wind us up. Um, and then we were so open for their for their two goals. It's just, yeah, the, the sort of most infuriating thing is that, yeah, we were so close to what would have been an incredible win. And then, you know, you're like, okay, cool, take the point. And then we fucked it completely. And every other result over the weekend went went the wrong way, didn't it, for us? I mean, not Newcastle. Besides, I'm going to cling on to that. Thank you, Bournemouth. New, Newcastle <laughs> and Brighton only got a point. But, um, yeah, obviously... The other team in North London won and uh, yeah, even Chelsea getting that draw was annoying because I'd rather City had just smashed them. 
Yeah, of course. But at the same time, you know, conceding four goals at home, how pathetic at Chelsea. <laughs> Is there... Um, I mean, Sam, how do we feel about the extremely makeshift backline? I... Because I think some parts of it worked okay. I don't think, I will say, I don't think, much as we are Emerson fans, I don't think Emerson at left back is something I want to see again, ever, probably. No, I understand that. I think, like, I don't know, I'd, I tried to hide from, from Twitter um, after the game and whatnot. Uh, it's, it's not healthy after a loss on, on Spurs Twitter, that's for sure. But everyone was I, totally calm. There was no overreacting whatsoever. I just can't imagine what you mean. That really does my head in because I'm like, what are we <laughs> expecting from these guys that have hardly had any minutes and they're playing in a completely different system? Like, and just stepping straight into it and asking 90 minutes of them. Um, you know, like, I like Dyer was getting pelters, but Dyer could have had a 10 out of 10 game. There'd be still people that would say that he's been a disgrace to the club like it I, d I don't actually think Dyer had a bad game like he made a couple of mistakes at the end but like yeah he put the ball into the touch it's not as if he you know scored mm. deliberately but also That's it's not even as if he like passed it like directly back to Mo Salah do you know what I mean like it's not like we've seen that yeah, Eric Dyer I've, I've so. seen, and, and I understand when people lose their minds over that but I'm like come on the guy's if he's been asked to do something that is the complete opposite to what was asked of him last season and then he's been sat on the sidelines um not had a minute and then you came on against Chelsea the other night had arguably a heroic performance you know backs against the wall I just think that people are just shit for the sake of it and like I don't it never makes me feel better going after the players like that no. um I there don't, was also I don't really see that there was a weird culture war kicking off about whether Son should be captain as well. I saw what? Oh my God, that man, that was pathetic. It, based uh, on your... based on what? Oh, I I just I don't know. We oh, lost the game, and um, like people just trying to like, I, I, it's really toxic. Like, I I, I can't it, <laughs> I can't do it. I I just no. I I logged in on Saturday night and then log, logged out again uh, because. There are enough culture wars going on about genuine, like actual wars mm -hmm. at the moment without going on Twitter and seeing a load of Spurs fans arguing after only our second loss of the season. It's like um, worth saying. But yeah, this isn't this is interesting to me, though, actually, because I think some of it um, it's almost like the Spurs fan base is we are like a mirror image of our team. Right. So you could see. That without like four first team players the team sort of was sliding back into like really like bad old habits which I think is understandable because even if they're training with the team it's not you know Dyer and Davies and the rest of like don't and even Hoybier to a certain extent aren't necessarily they're not kind of natural and ball players but they would need to be playing that for for much longer I think to get up to even the sort of level that we would want and so it's kind of understandable for them to start a game together and and just to after a while under pressure to kind of fall back into those habits of just not of, and just not doing what Ange wants and I feel like the fan base is the same way it's like two defeats and we're all like ripping each other to shreds and being like Son shouldn't be captain and whatever 
Do you know I what I mean? Making excuses for it. Like, I, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the players like going to need time. I think that, that for me, that's obvious. And I think if you, if you think about it, it for long enough than longer than five minutes, I think it is pretty obvious that, you know, these guys are playing at the most elite level of football that you can play and to come out of the cold and do something different. Even someone like Hojbjerg, who has been playing more minutes than than any of them that that, that came into the fold at the weekend, um, he's been doing a completely different job, even in an Ange ball system. Like he's been coming on to clog up games and to see it out and just be that bit of experience. He's not been playing 90 minutes to, to be the one that's dictating possession. So... Um, yeah, I think it's it's a lot to to ask from. I don't think it's as easy as just saying, "Oh, like these guys aren't good enough." You have to give. Imagine if on your like first day of work with a new boss, and he's asking you to do something uh, completely different to the 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 person that used to to manage you. Um, and after, be like, after not only are you shit, I'm going to stand you up in front of everybody and be like, yeah. "This is why you're terrible." One yeah, shift and everyone's just like, oh, "Oh, you're rubbish! Come on!" Like, so yeah, I think. All in all, I just think it, it obviously was never going to be plain sailing at the weekend. Like this season has started off brilliantly, like better than we've ever started before. Um, and it's important to remember that. It's easy to forget that after a really bad week. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to like breathe it out, take take the international break. And um, yeah, hopefully we get a couple of players back. Your doggy will come back into the fold. Romero is not too far away. We always beat City. Um, we're back at home against Villa. <laughs> I think like, this can get good. Tom, how do you feel? Um, I don't know. I think a doggy, a doggy being back is going to be massive, obviously. But yeah, I can't help but look at the fixtures we have coming up and be be quite worried. Thank God, um, Villa's at home. Uh, yeah, our next game. Um, I think actually if we'd had that game first I think that would have been better I feel like the crowd would have been more helpful like we could have like ridden some of that energy from the yeah. Chelsea game because I do tough, I do feel like the players were knackered as well they did by the end they looked absolutely spent yeah um, but I guess that's also because they're being asked to play a style of football that they're not used to at least some of them yeah um, uh, Brennan Johnson's a bright spot though right um, oh yeah glad he got his first goal and fingers crossed he's not also injured oh god yeah <laughs> oh no way he has gone I, I think he's all right I think we haven't heard anything I don't I know if that's agree. good or bad I he's he's gone on Wales duty I saw a photo oh, okay. on duty today which infuriated me but I guess is also good news um, yeah funny I've never wanted an international break more but have hated to see all the players go away. Oh, I know what. Well, do you know what? We'll get into that in a minute. But I do, I do want to ask you guys about one other player. I think so. We feel like okay, the, maybe we could have. We 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 wanted better from the players who came in. We didn't get it. It was it was unfortunate, but completely understandable, right? I feel like we're all agreed with that. They need more time, and if this was more, to my mind, this was more how we kind of expected Ange Ball to be from the beginning, right? There's been loads of talk about, like, why has it been so easy for Ange? Like, why has he had this amazing start when he's always started slowly at everywhere else? And it's because the kind of quality of the players that he's had have been, it's been better than anything he's ever worked with before. So now it's like a slight drop down of a level. So we're sort of seeing what 
it things might have been like had he not had players like Madison and Romero and Van der Ven, I guess. So that I get fine. Whatever we're just going to have to kind of battle our way through, I suppose. I do wonder about. Do we have to talk about Eve Basuma? Is my only other question to you guys, and a potential drop off post Luton. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think there's been some challenging games in there. I think yeah, there's obviously been a drop off. Like his first, I don't know, handful of games to start the season, I couldn't believe what we were watching. Um, and I think yeah, maybe yeah, post Luton, the the performances have not been to the really high standard he set himself. Um, but I'm not ready to to go after him just yet. Um, bear in mind everything that I watched on on Saturday I had um the sun beaming in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I I might be totally wrong on all of my steaming hot takes tonight. Um I don't think you are. I think I mean I've I watched it once and some of that was, you know, me storming out of the room at various points as well when it just became clear that we were like not playing proper Angeball. Although actually Ange weirdly didn't seem that upset. I feel like the most upset he's been this season is after the Fulham game. And this one, he seemed quite sort of sanguine. Like, well, you know, I've asked a lot of them and they did their best and we moved, basically. On the Basuma thing, it obviously was a real shame that he clearly didn't think Bentoncourt was ready to ready to start yet. I can see why he's easing him in, although that makes it doubly frustrating. He's now gone on international duty with Uruguay. When he's Biel- it's Bielsa, isn't it? I'm like... What? Why would you do this to us? Oh. Why? He's he needs to be protected. I just don't think you should be allowed. No, and yet, like United just got Hoyland and uh, uh, was it Ericsson? Um, they just got like the other teams just are so good at getting their players out of international duty. But I don't. I think they just say no. It just seems Arsenal like they just got, say got yeah. out of the last one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like. It's a real shame Benton Cook couldn't start. I do have also to mention, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but is there a something of a solution in Giovanni Lo Celso? <laughs> I'm and, so and glad it, you brought it up. <laughs> well, because literally last Wednesday or Thursday, I was like, we cannot see anyone but GLC. And then I watched the uh, Wolves game and realised maybe we need him and what other options are there? We we would look so fucked without a playmaker. Like Madison's obviously such a big miss and the only player anywhere near him really um, besides Benton Kerr, uh, yeah, is GLC. And I thought he was okay when he came on. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, 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 I yelled at the TV once, I think. Which is quite good for me. With <laughs> yeah, I think he did. I, I think he came on and like immediately committed a foul, so that made me angry. But then after that, I think he was fine. Yeah, to be honest, this is a time of crisis, and it is like we just we like we need anybody who you know has is functioning. Basically, I'm not 100 percent sure GLC is functioning. This is the problem. I feel like he'll play and then like break again immediately. That's the big worry, really. Do you know what? It's probably pointless me even saying that because mm. he's now on Argentina duty and he'll get injured and he'll be True. out. True. Uh-huh. Has Romero gone on international duty? Yeah, of course he has. He's not injured. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, can't wait to see what happens there. Yeah, what can go wrong? <laughs> well, honestly, uh, we burned down the entire continent of South America. If those, I people. agree. Yeah. <laughs> if Benzincourt, Romero, and it, actually Angie, I'll see if any of them get injured, we we fly over. Yeah. And deal with things. The Falklands was nothing. <laughs> Man. Um, it's really not the right time uh, to be having the to, make, to be making these kinds of jokes. I retract it. Um, let's talk about Brendan Johnson then. Yeah, he was getting pelters from the crowd. Obviously, the, um, the for being fouled. Oh, I guess because it's the like Midlands rivalry, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So every time he got it, he was getting getting pelters, and um, I think he enjoyed his goal quite a lot in front of their fans as well. Fair play. I'm happy. He's for got him. he's got that swagger, hasn't he? He's got that slight sort of Madison swagger as well of like, yeah, really I'm, I'm scoring against you guys and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, the commentator was like, oh, it's like it's ironic that like the last goal he scored for Forest was against Wolves, and we're like, it's not it's not ironic, is it? That's coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, let them have their fun. Um, his goal was fantastic. I honestly, I thought, oh my god, this is it. They've all stepped up, and we're gonna, we are definitely gonna just carry on playing that Andre, and it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I always think that. I'm like, when whenever I see an early goal when I'm in the ground, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be five, mm-hmm. six, <laughs> and um, yeah. Alas, the last two games have like it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the horrible hypothesis. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom, what are your thoughts on Brennan Johnson? Yeah, I love him. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's just so, he's exactly the type of player we need, isn't he? Um, that we've been missing. Um, also on the sort of, he's so young as well, on the sort of youngster thing where, you know, the some of the old guard who played under Conte and Jose haven't been reprogrammed to play Ange ball yet, you know, and we are so fucked by injuries. Maybe we do just also need to see some of the, the kids um Villiers, for example, and Donnelly, who just won the player of the month in the PL2. Well, I guess that's the that's the under 21s essentially. But yeah, they were obviously on the bench. I can see why maybe Wolves away wasn't the ideal game for them. But um yeah, some of these young kids who seemingly have been playing Ange ball in in other in the that under 21s league or just aren't, yeah aren't used to really dreary uh, defensive football. Hopefully we see a bit more of them in the next few games. Um, maybe Villa at home is the one. Yeah, and we can, yeah, we'll talk, I think the, the sort of Phillips question, right, is the is the big one for Villa. But actually, Tom, I want to ask you something about um, Kudasevsky and what your thoughts are on it. Because I was having this conversation with Ollie earlier and I was saying, I don't think Hulu's, I think we all agree that he's not quite hit the heights yet of the season that he arrived, but he's been, I I still think he's been largely excellent. But I wonder if having Brennan on the other side will like unlock him a little bit as well, because it kind of gives defences something else to think about, because as much as we love Richarlison, it's not the sort of, direct threat is not there in the same way as it is with Brennan. So maybe it'll free Kulu up on the other side. Yeah, you'd hope so. And I think he's had some really good moments, um, Kulu, mm. uh, recently. 
Like he looked good at the, the, the that sort of start of Chelsea. Obviously, he got the he got the goal. Um, he looked pretty pretty good and kind of energetic. And you're right. I think him and Brennan on those wings is pro- is probably you know more natural than him and him and Richarlison. Although hopefully Richie's also back. I mean, I don't even know. Like, what's the? I think they've said a month. Okay. They've just had that operation, so fingers crossed early December, which we'd need him for when we've got West Ham and Newcastle. He'd love, he'd love to wind those two teams up, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But also, if he's actually been playing with an injury, like maybe that kind of shows something. Because yeah. we like we saw what happened to Sun last season. He's been a completely different player so far. So, yeah, while not an ideal time, it's almost like just get it over and done with. Do you know what I mean? Like if we're going to be without players, let's just be without them and then they can all come back um, together. Sure. Okay, it's so... Time with, um, with the Asian Cup and AFCON, um, with Sonny yeah, okay. going away. I think that was probably the reasoning. I don't know how much football Sonny misses for the Asian Cup, but I think they've timed it with him going. So ideally he comes back into the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, when when Son departs, God, uh, us planning things that would be really, really, really cool. Um, is there anything else to be cheerful about at all from this game? I would like Vicario, obviously outstanding as ever. Shout out to that man. Um, GB, GB, good man yeah, of the match. Ben before Davis then, we conceded two goals. Well. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Like I, I think my, I, I would just like my take home message to be like it's really hard to come out of the cold and then to pre- play Premier League football. Yeah, I'm so with you there, Sam. I'm like, um, yeah. and they they often stick to it. Um, and Andrew's been pretty stuck to his eleven. Uh, yeah. So I, I just would hate for people to to write these guys off after literally one game at. A good side they've beaten city like they're yeah. no fools. um so it's not the end of the world there was always going to be bumps right so it's just tottenham really isn't it it's like when we do things like this like when we're when we're down we're down bad right <laughs> there's you know there's no sort of like middle ground there's no like oh okay we'll, we'll do all right and then we'll do a bit worse and then we'll do okay again it's like we're, we're flying and then we come like absolutely crashing back down to earth um Villa, then we've got two weeks. Okay, so the international break is just one week, right? And this, we've we it's literally this, this weekend. weekend. Okay, yeah. and then we're back. So we've lost. Every so basically, everyone's gone on international duty, except our injured dudes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Benton Court has gone to Uruguay, which is yeah. Okay, we're angry about that. Um. Yeah, so it's just going to be sitting like we need it. We don't want to play another game right now, but we also don't want them to get injured. So that's it. We just have to kind of sit tight. Uh, looking forward to Villa then. How do we think Ange is going to shake things up? I don't know how much he can uh, shake it up squad wide. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't have that uh, many know, players. Yeah. I know that sounds <laughs> crazy, but like I know you can bring, uh, yeah, Lacelso in. Potentially, that there was like everybody doing their um formations on on Twitter and on the train on the way up there. But like, I think he's he he played the side that I thought that he was going to play. Yeah. Um, there's people suggesting Kulisewski would come inside and 
Um, maybe Brian Hill would would play on the flank, but I think I was surprised again at how um I don't know, I thought that maybe he would he wouldn't get thrown around as much, Brian Hill, when he came on, but he he did get like he really did, man. He looked so lightweight, didn't he? Yeah. And he's just a bit of a headless chicken in those situations when actually you would you need someone to come on and calm things down, and that is not never Brian Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't see him starting at all. I think, like you said, maybe Lacelso, and then it's just this: the Ashley Phillips question, really. I don't um, think he plays. In, in my opinion, I think like the centre back, centre back and a goalkeeper is like two positions on the park where you just you can't afford to play eighteen year olds. But may, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I mean, like, at the beginning did. of the season, we genuinely all thought that like Andrew would take time to to like bed Mickey in and like that didn't happen he started I mean obviously he's older and has played you know like top flight football but we were like oh he's quite young and coming to an unfamiliar league and he just chucked him straight in no Ashley Phillips has played like I think seven times for for Blackburn like it's it's that little senior football yeah okay (laughs) Against Ollie Watkins, <laughs> who's an international. Um, yeah, yeah okay. I think it's it's like it's a huge jump for for a young kid, like physically as well. I know he's a big boy, but um, yeah, I I goalkeeper and um, and centre back. It's one of those things that like you need time. It's not like you you also don't get like those fifteen minute spells to get a taste of it, like you do if you're playing up front or on the wing. Um, yeah, you either start or you're you're not playing. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, for, but for me, I think he'll he'll stick with Dyer and just let let them sort of ease ease into it. And I think we'll probably see more of the likes of Belize um, to try and rotate through. Um, but, but, again, but then, okay. So if, so who would Belize play instead of then? He just needs to because you know Sonny's not been playing ninety minutes this season. Oh, that's true. Yeah, of course. With, with Madison quite early when when games have been in control and sometimes even when they've not been in control. But when we've, like, obviously the last two games been a bit threadbare, that he's been forced to play ninety minutes. Yeah, they do every. We week. cannot, we cannot afford for him to get injured. My God. So no. I guess the backline, whatever you think about Eric Dyer, and I would personally be. I think I, I feel like I'm fine with Eric Dyer starting. I think if it's just that because he was heroic against Chelsea, so it's not like he can't do it. I don't think. It's just Wolves. Just it. It didn't work. But I think if we've got your doggy back that it does look very very different surely uh, yeah I mean having the the balance with those wing backs then mm-hmm. you've got both Poro who at times was pretty good against Wolves I thought yeah. um, Poro and a doggy flying forward I, all we're going to need is the the centre mids presumably Hoybier, Saar and Bissouma again I guess but no, Bissouma is uh, suspended Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Basuma's out. That, so, thanks for that. Really helpful. <laughs> so Hoybier and um, Saar to help keep Watkins and Douglas Louise quiet. Yeah. Um, help the centre-backs out there, basically. Um, but yeah, at least we've got those full-backs then, both of them flying forward and helping with the creativity. Yeah, we just have to make sure. We just, I think it can work as long as we just continually push up really high, basically, even at the risk of, you know, just getting caught out. 
you just have you have to risk it because it doesn't work the other way either like we know that now right like fully 100 percent. it doesn't matter you might as well just keep going because otherwise because you get punished all the same so we think um Pierre Saar and Le Celso to start with then in midfield it depends uh, who comes back with injuries from international break. Oh, right? God. I know. But, it's a bit like, but, why are we doing this? It's just making but maybe, stuff up. Maybe it's Benton Kerr's time as well. Maybe he's going to be ready to go. Um, I felt yeah. like, I, I was like, surely he'll be ready to start by Villa. But I've, I feel like loads of people are saying, no, you're crazy. There's no way he can do that many minutes. There was a lot of medical professionals um, that were having their opinion over the weekend as well. I love that. They? Yeah. No, no, like NHS England, though. <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed it. <laughs> one thing, one thing I think is is uh, a certainty is that it will be like a really interesting game because there's going to be two teams that are going to play a high line and try and attack the shit out of each other. So hopefully, we're in for a good watch. Always that would be an improvement on the Villa home game last season. The Villa oh, away, I guess. But that was like what, like that was New Year's Day, wasn't it? Two nil. Away was one of the worst games I've been to last season. That was awful. I don't remember that one. I just remember home was really sad. Uh, Wait, there was a home New Year's Day. It was a home, wasn't it? Yeah, two nil. Just utter misery. Yeah, then we lost up there as well. And and Mm -hmm. and our bus driver, like the coach that we took up there, he he missed the turn for the stadium. <laughs> and you should have just let him keep on driving. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just head home. Yeah. <laughs> should have taken it as a sign. Um, yeah, I think if just the crowd again, like if the crowd could be up for it, but because we are all still, I mean, this is a ridiculous thing to say, but we are like massive and believers, like we're full on zealots, right? And we just know that it takes time now. We didn't want it to take time because football fans are impatient and it started so well. We thought, well, if it doesn't take time, it's totally fine, but it's going to take time. Yeah. So just get us to January. Get us like some nice zippy center back and then everything's going to be fine. Right. Yeah. It'll be okay. It's, it's never going to be perfect, but like, what this is all yeah sorry that's <laughs> very to burst the bubble um but yeah what like we are going to get there i have full confidence um we've just been yeah played with injuries um and even these players coming into into the team at the moment once they got some minutes under their belt i think they'll also get there um and it won't be as bad as as we thought like we'll, i we'll, think so we'll what about flying. you tom yeah, in Ange, we trust. It's, Me too. Uh, but also, I've been Googling some lad from Juventus who we're being linked to sometimes. I love that. It's like definitely, definitely um, one from our new technical director and nothing to do with the Paratici, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Is he not an Arsenal fan, though? He was like an Arsenal. He's like from Highbury, but that was in, is like a Chelsea youth product. Look, even, so, even Kane was once, uh, once an yeah. Arsenal. 
Oh, do you know what? Now you've brought up Kane. I did no, for the first. For, no, it. for the first. Can I just get this out there and then I'll put it in a box and we'll never speak of it again. Just in this safe space for the first time this weekend. And you know, we've all been about like you're happy, we're happy. Let's all just live our best lives. For the first time this weekend, I was like, oh, I really, we really could have done with a bit of Harold Kane, couldn't we? I just, I just needed, I just needed to say that, and then I'll, I'll never say it again. On that, it's just funny how many people are suddenly realizing he's one of the world's best footballers. Yeah, now. He doesn't play for Tottenham. So it's like, he? oh, this guy's really, he really should be in the conversation yeah. for like it's the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, doing, uh, over in Germany, he, I fucking saw it every week at White Hart Lane. You pricks! You didn't listen. You didn't listen. You didn't care. They didn't want to listen. They didn't want to hear it. And now, unfortunately, we have to hear it. Still, I'm happy for him. Whatever. Onwards. I will now, If we, I think we're done with this. Um, I will now give the update from Spurs Women, which was another annoying draw. We had Liverpool at home and a slight change um, in the lineup, which was Drew Spence, I think, was slightly injured. And Kit Graham got her first start of the season um, in that number 10 role. And but everything else was the same. And about halfway through the first half, Celine Bizet um, scored an absolutely amazing solo goal. So she picks it up, she sort of knocks the Liverpool player off the ball, um, like really deep inside our half, and then just goes on like a fantastic solo run. Martha Thomas makes an incredible sort of decoy run across the box and Celine just slots at home. It's like, it's a wonderful moment. I'm so pleased for Celine because she's been sort of bubbling under and um, there was an interview with Robert after last week where he said he'd been, he'd kind of talked to her and she had not been pleased with her performance last week and she'd been working really hard and he'd been working with her. So it's like so good to see the sort of immediate kind of results, I guess. Um, and then we had a few more chances, but we just, again, kind of couldn't um, kill the game off. And Liverpool equalised sort of halfway through the second half. And then even after that, we had some chances, but they also had some chances. So like a draw was probably a fair result. It's really annoying. And the fun never stops at Tottenham because we also had a couple of injuries in that game. So at the end of the first half, Luana Bula, who's been absolutely outstanding in central defence with Molly Bartchip had to come off. So Amy Turner got her first start of the season. Um, not her first start, but like her first minutes in the league this season. And she is not a favourite for reasons. And she started quite well, but it's just not the same. And I think we looked sort of ropier immediately. And then towards the end of the game, Olga Artinen, who has also been incredible in the sort of midfield pivot with Evelina Simonen, um, got quite a bad knock and um, has been taken off. And I don't, there's been no update. So you don't know what's going on no there. Update. You would have thought, yeah. Because <laughs> normally Spurs women, they're just like, they're so good with telling us what's going on. So that's. We're cursed, basically. We're absolutely cursed. I mean, I'm quite, you know, in a way, like two draws, it's not so bad. I'm pretty sure we lost both of those games last season. But again, I think we're sort of, we started so well and now we're sort of slowing down a little bit. Um, so that's a bit, it's a bit of a, 
bit annoying. And again, for the first time, because this is now two games that Martha Thomas has not scored in. And I think that's inevitable. Um, but it may be that, you know, defenders are giving her more attention. It's a bit harder for her to kind of pop up and, and score where previously they might not have been paying any attention. So I do, I want us all to kind of join together in like a summoning circle and like pray for the speedy, speedy, speedy return of Beth England. She's now, she's back on grass. So surely Boots it's just like as a, well. The chains are off. Boots there are we off. go. So it's like a couple of weeks away, right? No problem. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting big, like Rodrigo Benton vibes. I know it's gonna, do you know what? I think it is going to be really emotional actually when she comes back. I think it'll be like, yeah. Big, mate. Yeah. tearful vibes, yeah. So I'm sure she won't be back for the North London derby, but like, imagine if she was. Imagine if she was. Um, next up, we've got Leicester away. They've they started the season also incredibly strongly, but they were like top for the first three games, but have now um sort of slumped back down seventh. But they're still pretty good, so I think that one will be quite tough. But we'll see. Basically, yeah, we have to pray for Beth England's speedy return. And we also have to pray that Olga is all right, because I think she is incredibly, incredibly important. And if we lose her, it is all looking slightly ropey. Um, but what's new? That's just Tottenham, right? Um, all right, let's wrap all of that up and just do stuff that is really fun. Tom, culture. What's going on? Well, I started the new Nathan Fielder thing. Not uh, fun. Really stressful. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't started it because I'm just not ready. The curse. Yeah, it's very stressful. Mm. The curse, it's a drama rather than a kind of doc. Mm -hmm. Um, So excited for it. What, where can you watch this, by the way? It's on Paramount Plus. Okay, I am. That is one of the many things I am actually subscribed well, to. So I can also recommend the Millie Vanilli documentary that's on Paramount Plus. It's no way! Good. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, will be watching that. No, mm-hmm. watch it. It's great. As I love a music doc, obviously, and um, it's really good. The Millie Vanilli. Uh, R.I.P. Rob. So uh, sad. Yeah. Well, they. I. I didn't know that much, but yeah, it's. I weirdly have seen. This is such a like. We're we're going on like a full on like digression but i have actually seen a mini vanilli documentary in the past and so i'd know how like dark it got and it was extremely sad for one of them yeah yeah it gets it it does get sort of unexpectedly dark and there's some really funny weird characters around them i didn't know about the kind of svengali behind them who also invented boney m oh Uh, really the same dude okay i didn't know that yeah basically just made it all up um but uh, yeah, the Millie Vanilli doc is good. And yeah, the Nathan Fielder thing is absolutely bonkers. Emma Stone's in it. She's very good in it. Um, she is absolutely terrifying in it. Uh, and then the Robbie Williams doc on Netflix is kind of dark. Um, it's kind of just him having therapy, watching old videos of himself when he was young and having a nervous breakdown. So it's quite... Wow, it's okay. Self-indulgent, but um, I would say it's worth watching. And then, um, oh, I've just finished a really brilliant book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. <gasps> yes, I read this as well. I th- I'm it. fairly, yeah. Okay, so I think I actually recommended this on a pod that maybe you oh, maybe, not on. Maybe you um, did, yeah. I mean, it's really good, isn't it's it? It's so good, yeah. 
it is broadly about three people making video games, uh, mm-hmm. games, and I'm not much of a um, not much of a gamer. But you, even if you've got a vague understanding of computer games, it's video games, whatever you want to call them. I, I nerd, nerd book, stuff, whatever. Nerd stuff. But the characters <laughs> are drawn brilliantly, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's really beautiful. Sam. Yeah, they're the sort of relationship between Sadie and Sam and then between Sadie and Sam and Marx is really beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's... Yeah. It reminded me a bit of uh David Nichols one day. Um yeah. I don't know, it may be in the in the tone, but it's very it's also, I don't know, it's very relatable. The the world is very brilliantly created. Uh so yeah, I'd really recommend that. But it's by um Gabrielle Zevin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly one of the best books i've read in ages yeah i absolutely raced through that i really yeah. really loved it yeah and it's like over 400 pages and you know what i'm like with anything that is long yeah I've been here before but actually i raced for it in like 10 days which for me is really fast so i would massively recommend that excellent i'm glad i've got like a co-recommend on that brilliant um surely we're gonna talk strictly now oh thank god krishnan's out yeah, I'm sorry. Bye. Your journey was long overdue for an end. And we're now at the point where they're all good. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only sort of slightly wobbly ones are um, Angela Rippon and Annabelle. But like Annabelle doesn't matter because she has Johannes. So he like brings his fan base wherever he goes. Yeah. Oh, Jojo is, is amazing. We all love him. Surely Jojo, so. last week, I just, I know we... You went on the pod last week and it was a real shame for me because I really want to say that that weekend Jojo had an absolute 10 out of 10 weekend because his oh. show dance with Annabelle was like, oh my God, <laughs> like their, her tribute to her like late husband, Jesus, yeah. weeping. Yeah, that, that was honestly so beautiful. And yeah, actually I loved, um, this week I loved Ellie and Vito who are a real couple apparently. I know, it's very cute and they had to do the rumba. As, do you know what though that's such a that i swear to god that dance always gets marked down because it's really hard yeah well she, she they were brilliant I yeah thought. i'm like what more do you want i don't think i've ever seen her in my life until i saw her on strictly and she was she was excellent uh bobby's obviously very good oh and nigel and Katya, yeah, just like the sexiest thing on tv the pair of them oh my god i know did i did think of um because last week when like Adam's wife like popped in to check in on like him and Luba because I think they were doing a rumba as well <laughs> and it was just like oh the partners at home just sitting there having to be like this is cool just watch him. Well there was something on this week about Nigel saying something about his wife being away abroad or something I was like oh my god what is she thinking because well yeah. maybe she really trusts him and that is that's what you need. <laughs> Yeah, extremely <laughs> sexy that dance yeah. yeah it was but it was also really kind of sweet and romantic as well which is really nice yeah really um, I mean he's been on the West End hasn't he and he's just yeah. a very good actor as well I think and just very hunky as well so mm-hmm. yeah. but I feel like I would like them to um I think the costume department is doing him dirty do you think yeah I feel like they're just putting him in like a t-shirt every week I guess that was they, they were going for a sort of Gene Kelly vibe this week, so maybe that was okay. But you know, dress them up a little bit next week, guys. Um, Leighton and Nikita's Argentine Tango. 
I'm sorry, but later. Are you we... like he's a proper dancer? It's really this unfair. Guy, this guy Sam, I don't. You probably, you probably don't watch, watch Strictly, but this guy was in Billy Elliot in the West End, and now he's on Strictly as a contestant. Like he's an actual. Oh, that is extreme doping. In yeah, exactly. it's not. It's not really fair. I mean, it's nice because you get to watch some really good dancing, but it's really, not fair. Yeah, yeah he's. Yeah. Really I don't think he'll win because people like a journey. So they do. They do. I think. I think um, it'll be Ellie and Vito. I'd like a journey. Yeah. Or I mean, Bobby. Well, you, we saw his little brother as well, and yeah. Oh my God, that family is so cute. They're so Just, cute. yeah. We all remember his mum, not Jason. I know. This is it. It's, it's time for some like serious sort of nineties, noughties nostalgia, really, isn't it? I was actually final point. I was actually wondering if he was going to do a tribute to her at some point, but maybe he doesn't want it to be like he doesn't want to it to be a sob story or I don't know it's obviously she died when he was really young so I know like, oh god yeah, yeah he's been getting he's now, been getting our vote every week basically now we lock in the weather's terrible it's dark every weekend mm-hmm. um take away on a Saturday night and all the dancers are good now and it's not on for like two and a half hours now it's like 80 a, minutes a brisk 90 minutes perfect yeah that's that we can fully fully get on board with that um Sam what are you up to has this for, for a bit of culture uh, on my train journey on the way home, which I stood up the entire way. Oh God, but, how long uh, was your train journey? This is just an insult, insult to uh, injury. But it gets better because uh, I played Uno for the first time in years and fuck me, it's good, isn't it? What a game. <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't think I've ever it? played it. Have you never played Uno? I don't think so. Oh. So were you, were you, uh, yeah, I've played Uno, but I need to play more. I've been trying to get my kids into it. So wait, Rewind. You, so you, you stood up the whole way from Wolverhampton and played yeah. Uno with another Spurs fan. Yeah, no, there, there was like a group of guys that I was with, and it was just it was my bad luck day um, because like the seat that I sat down in, like just as we're sort of pulling away from the station, someone walks over and in my available seat. But then there's obviously been a system error, and they're like, "No, no, this is my seat." I'm like, "All right, whatever." Um, I'm not really up for a fight tonight. Um, and then, so I found another seat to sit down and then we pulled into the next station 10 minutes later. Someone did the same thing to me. I was like, right, I'm just standing up. Let's do this. Um, and yeah, we played some Uno. I haven't played since I was a kid. It was really, really fun. Card um, ga- is it a card game? Yeah, it's a card game. Yeah. Oh, man, like, yeah, this is, we got to, we got to play some HG Uno at some okay, point. Okay, I'm down. Yeah. Or a game or something um yeah it was sick fun so that was that was a good bit of culture okay i love um, it and yeah i've been on my the boys journey um which where are you on this journey really really enjoying it i think we're nearly finished the first season um yeah like i i left us partway through an episode to to come and pod um and and nelly's just like finishing the episode she's not <laughs> she's like i'm not waiting yeah yeah, she's like, yeah, all right. Fair play, fair play. Pod, I'm, I'm finishing this thing. Um, so she's she's really into it. I'm really into it. Having a great time with that. Um, so thanks again, guys, for the recommendation. Uh, and music-wise, nothing new, but just um, picked up a bit of um, Alex G again recently for the first time. And uh, yeah, forgot how much I loved his music. Um, House of Sugar in particular, that record is amazing. Um, but yeah, that's about it. It's been, it's not really been long since Chelsea, right? So, um, 
sometimes you just need a bit of comfort and if that comfort is card games on the train that is enough frankly exactly Exactly. Um, yeah I've got no yeah yeah, I um I'm still I'm still plowing on with my Simon Sharma um I think I've now made it to like 300 BC possibly um but it's now like skipping back and forth in time so we got to a point where it's talking about like the Victorian and Edwardian like expeditions to Palestine so I don't at some point we will get back to like the main timeline I don't know um but yes this will probably be um another journey many months in the making um and I haven't watched anything except let me take you back to 1997 and a movie called Gross Point Blank which Ollie and I watched the other night because I've seen this movie so many times but we watched the trailer for the new David Fincher movie, The Killer, with Michael Fassbender, where he plays, um, yeah, like a hired assassin, like a contract killer, right? A hired assassin. And I was like, this movie was more fun when it was called Gross Point Blank. And I was like, let's watch that. Now, and I've owned this movie on like every single possible platform. So I had it on video and I had it on DVD and now I have it on iTunes. So we just sat down and watched it. And let me tell you guys, it, ho- it like it holds up. And, uh- like it's so fucking good it's so cool it's so funny everybody in it is like a 10 out of 10 delight the like everyone who's in it even if they only have like one scene and like two lines the lines are great everybody's got a story that makes sense it's really well plotted so all of the characters have a reason for being in the same place and you don't have to like make anything up and be like, why is this person here? There's no reason. They've all got like a proper reason and it all just holds together so well. You can tell that like everyone involved in making it was like, let's do this. If we're going to do it, let's do it properly. And it just, yeah, there's no sort of sense. Like it, even, even though they're using like giant, like flip top phones, it's still, it doesn't look sort of weirdly dated. It just looks, it still looks really cool. I need, to, I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in so long. It you does will still love it. Of, it's so good. It does remind me there was a point where Joan Cusack was in literally everything, right? Any love film her, man. On, you're like, oh, there's Joan Cusack. Of course, she, t- she turned yeah. up in everything. But yeah. Because she's always in his movies anyway. Yeah. Um, And then obviously, and then she obviously also has like a career outside of that. Yeah. I also, in that era, the, yeah, like late night, late 90s early noughties I was I had like a serious John Cusack crush he was like my number one guy I think for quite a long time so that's quite nice to go back to that I think he's possibly gone a bit weird in later life but we no, don't we, we don't need to get to it what he's up to now but I, do you know what it's probably better not to look I think it? so I think he may be crank adjacent if not full crank so I just I'm he, not gonna go there yeah you're hanging out with Matt Letizia yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's just like beyond cranked him i don't oh even know what God. yeah is- yeah everyone he's like full on like lizard people stuff now isn't he matt Letizia. um yeah strong 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 recommend for that basically um thanks guys we needed this i don't know if we did need it but it was necessary we, we didn't need it but we had to do it i yeah. made you do it okay <laughs> And I'm very, very, very appreciative. Yeah, and now um, we've got England and V Malta to look forward to, apparently. I'm um, so uninterested in the England team, I've realised. I went through like a whole phase when it was like the good lads and they were all getting their debuts and then obviously Kane 
And now I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Like Southgate that's done it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, like Bellingham is probably the one where we can all get behind him, I guess. Yeah, true. Uh, before the Euros, he seems like a nice guy, it has to be said. Yeah, and I guess when the Euros come around, I'll be like, sure, let's do this. But I just can't, I can't get excited about like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, is it even qualify? Is it qualifiers? Is it friendlies? Who knows? Yeah, it's too much of it. And there's too yeah. much Jordan Henderson. I mean, that is the biggest issue, frankly. Mm. Yeah. So we'll maybe try and think of something fun to do in the international break. But if not, I guess we'll see everyone on the other side of... Spurs three Villa nil. Yes. <laughs> no way that's gonna come back to bite me. Um Sam, we see us out. Up the Spurs. Mm-hmm.